Do you guys have to accept that? I don't know how that works. It just says, got it. You do got yeah. it. You do got it, buddy. I don't think it asks <laughs> us. I think it just tells us. And it's like, do you understand? Do you fucking understand? We are recording you now. This is like an Airbnb. Record all your moves. Did you see that chick who claimed that there's cameras in the sprinkler heads in her Airbnb in Philly and it went viral? And if you look underneath, every single person just did one Google search and showed that that's just the sprinkler heads that have a glass bulb on them that breaks when the heat is too hot, and that's how they turn on. (laughs) 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 Fucking asshole. Uh, Pound Town Podcast, Will Burge, Brian Kenny, Clock is in the virtual building. We are presented by Barstool Sports. We are powered by live mixtapes. Shout out to Passion Brian and all the guys over there. Maybe be closer than – maybe going back to our roots. I don't want to get too into Spoilers. Yeah. Let me go back to our roots here, but fingers crossed. Um, Lots of excitement there. Yeah, for sure. Before we go any further, today, when you all be listening to this, or hopefully, uh, Shooters, 6 p.m., come down and see us. We're going to be there with, I don't know, hockey players and some business or something. I don't know what they are, but... Uh, some kind of clearly shit. amongst our peers yeah we're gonna be basically huge. these are obviously huge fans of our podcast yeah they asked we're gonna be amongst our own yeah they asked me in a meeting they said okay what's the names of the hosts and i was like well i'm one of them They're like oh that's cool and then i got brian's name and i'm like the third guy's name is alex he goes by clock you know like the thing you tell time with and they're just like oh anyway and it's like moving <laughs> They definitely spelled my name wrong on the one promotion that they put out there. They got me as Brian Kelly. <laughs> and what if people show up thinking Brian Kelly, the head coach is going <laughs> They're probably hyped about that. I'm going to go ahead and disappoint the fuck out of them. Unless they're coming. Well, you guys see the way they'd be disappointed, but they might be excited if they came there because they hate Brian Kelly. And then they find out it's you because you are much, you're a much better human being than that man. I am. I, I, will, I will certainly agree with you on that one but either way i'd imagine they're gonna be real confused as to why any brian kelly is going to be there talking about hockey i think they're gonna be very confused as to why we are talking about so i technically we're not supposed to even have to talk about hockey but i figured we'd have the guys on and maybe we just like like you said just gaslight it we just disagree with everything they say no matter what it is we just tell them their hockey opinions wrong and just be completely condescending about it full confidence you know nothing about hockey we know everything about hockey Listen, I've been a Calgary Flames fan basically my entire life. So <laughs> what even because we never redrafted our teams. What what happened to our bet? Well, you I we gotta send you 50 bucks. I'm glad you brought that up. Did you yeah. have 50 bucks? So I technically win? Yeah, you won. You beat us. We just never redrafted. Well, we were gonna go double yeah, or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats, Brian. Thanks, guys. Uh the the Stanley Cup finals, I believe, start tonight, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I think they start yeah. tonight. Yeah, the Avalanche and the uh, Lightning. The two-time defending champion. Lightnings are going for three in a row. Yeah, that's crazy that made it again. Especially because there's so much parity in the NHL. And, yeah. And they're just like – they're just crazy dominant. And to be down they, the way they were to the Rangers and and come back and win that series. Um, did you see the video of that Rangers fan knocking that Lightning fan out? That's fucking dirty. Yeah. In the hallway? No, I, I did yeah. not see that. Scumbag move, man. Scumbag move. Fuck I mean, the so, Rangers. Yeah, so look, the, the Lightning fan was talking a lot of shit, and he was in their arena. And, like, I guess, you know, shit happens when you talk shit in other people's arena wearing another uniform. You have to expect that that could happen. You just would hope it wouldn't happen in the fashion. Did a guy just literally turned around 
and just, I mean, boom. He was arrested and uh, is charged too. So that's sucks for him. Hmm. But they should let them work work it out, like because it's hockey. You know, it should be different rules for hockey fans. You just yeah. can't go to the ground. Yeah, well, <laughs> that guy went to the ground very quickly, and his <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he was not a. <laughs> He wasn't. He was in any position to work with anybody. I. Uh, it it kind of reminds me, of like the, I think the craziest fan fights I've ever seen were um, that Conor McGregor Khabib fight, where shit just went absolutely fucking nuts, and people came, not just to support these fighters, but to support an actual war between <laughs> parts of Russia and the country of Ireland, and like. Conor, uh, Conor McGregor got jumped in the ring by Khabib's boys. And then Khabib is jumping out to, to fight people outside. And then like, there's a bunch of footage of like the, the corridors and shit of different Russians and, and Irish people going at it. That was like the wildest fan fights I've ever seen at least. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. It's, you know, it's funny. I used to do like the blow by blow, you know, play by play, if you will, for, for um, like regional MMA events. They were like, mm-hmm. Just below, like where like Stipe fought before he went to, you know, you know the UFC and Jessica I and some of them, and people are just be like, oh man, that must be like those meatheads are all fighting each other. And I'm like, honestly, the fighters are nice because they like always get to punch people in the face. The fans though are very angry and they want to fight something. They are all fucking jacked up for their guy. At Rick, least uh, a a couple years ago, a statistic came out that like, as far as professional athletes go, I think MMA fighters are among the tops as far as having college degrees. It's like 80% or more or something crazy like really? that. Yeah. Well, I guess it's because you probably must have a decent job if all you do is train in a gym. Otherwise, like you're not, you don't make any money to get to the very top. You know what I mean? You make almost nothing even at like the, the top, not like yeah. the difference between the top and the very top is even enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my guess would be a lot of these like wrestler dudes, in uh in college chances are you don't even think that you're going anywhere to go pro um i'd imagine there's a lot of football players baseball players basketball players that are at least pretty delusional of what their their career is going to become sports wise but wrestlers for the most part um especially you know earlier on when ufc wasn't that big of an option chances are they weren't going to go do wwe shit so most of them were like well i guess i'm just gonna go get a fucking job Clock, your boy Chase, does is he uh does he have his college degree? Do you know? I don't know that. I actually was just thinking about that. I know he's a bouncer at a strip club. So he definitely has a college degree, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's liable to, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These days bouncing at a strip club with a college degree is not out of the norm. (laughs) (laughs) What what strip club does he bounce at? I think it's Christie's. I might be mistaken. I'm not sure. That's a good one to bounce at. If you can if bounce at one of them. If you're a fighter and you're a bouncer, you're probably looking for some action. That's that's a place where you're probably going to get some action, I feel like. I yeah. think Diamonds, you're going to get more action, but Christie's, you're still going to get some. Some action, yeah. I know he started at Barley as a bouncer, which is how he got in, plugged in around here and stuff. Do you I remember Don Pope used to bounce at... Uh, used to bounce a Harry Buffalo in Lakewood and he, he placed third in the world's strongest man competition one year. And wow. like that dude was a fucking house. I watched him actually throw people like toss airborne for distance. It was insane. Like that, that guy was just a beast. He was just training for the strongman competition because they throw like kegs and shit. So yeah, they do. <laughs> a clock is a probably about the, about the weight of a keg. You know what I mean? You gotta, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put him over a wall. Yeah, <laughs> grab him by like the the uh, waist of his pants. I've gotten and, tossed uh, by a bomb before, just like pushed really hard, and I just kind of went flying. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, what fun. Steve was a bouncer at uh, we used to be called John's Cafe in downtown Willoughby. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, he was a bartender and a bouncer there. So imagine like somebody definitely got punched in the face by him, and is now like, hey, that guy knocked me the fuck out. <laughs> I didn't get paid for it, but. Fuck yeah, at least he didn't get smacked upside the head with a thing of Twisted tea. That's very true. Oh, man. Uh, so Deshaun Watson spoke at uh, Mandatory Minicap today for the Browns. I really wish we didn't have to keep talking about this shit, but there was two more loss, or supposedly there is two more lawsuits that are going to be filed, which would be number 25 and 26. Um, you know, these are little tiny things, but I guess if you're going to say they're doing something right, I, I think it was good for him to come out and speak. The more he hides, the worse everything looks, right? Not that you get anything out of it, because really nothing did come out of him speaking today. It was a lot more of, you know, what I am going to let the process play out. I have to respect what they're doing. Um, I thought his opening statement was pretty good. He seemed confident. But, Brian, I don't know if we got a chance to actually listen to it. It didn't really feel like, I don't know, it didn't feel like we got much one way or the other. But I did I did like the fact that at least he came out and spoke, because you can't, you just can't hide on this thing. You know what I mean? When they keep filing lawsuits, you know, this is this is your thing now. you got to be out in front of it. I feel no different. And through all like we through all of this dead horse beating that we have to do, like it, it's, it's a giant story. We we have no choice. We're covering Cleveland sports. Um, I feel no different than the very beginning. Like even when you know women came and talked on real sports, I feel no different. Even with the New York Times article, I feel no different. Cause I mean, I, I was in the camp of like this dude's a piece of shit from from day one. Um, I'm glad to see that some people are feeling different about it. Um, I mean, clock, you're, you're one of them. It, it seems like at least you started to feel a little I'm, bit different about it. Yeah. I'm still like up in the air as in like, I don't know what to believe, but I am disturbed from the more information that's came along over, you know, like I said, the past month, more disturbed and just like, it was the baby pose. Like, it was the baby pose that did it for you. Right. <laughs> <More like me. laughs> it just made the butt play more real for you. <laughs> when that shit popped up, when we were sitting there recording and it just came in your mentions, like right away, I was just like, Wait, did you just do that on purpose? <laughs> That's my quarterback. <laughs> so I, like I said, I don't, I don't really want to go back and beat a dead horse here because I don't think there was a ton that came out of it. Um, there was only two things I did really want to talk about from it, though, from the actual him talking. One of them was Daryl Ryder's question. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Daryl Ryder no. asked him a question. He's getting a lot of heat from it from national media. There was a, a woman who writes for The Athletic. I don't think it was the, the, the best. Like, it wasn't worded that great. But the idea he was trying to – the thing he was trying to ask was, if all of this is not true, are you planning on filing countersuit for defamation, right? And I think what he was trying to – just put my reporter cap on here. He was trying to get him to go into why these aren't true if they aren't, right? But, you know, as a reporter, you people are like, oh, why do they ask those questions? Well, you got to ask the simple ones because you at least got to get the answer on record. Then once those ones are out of the way, you kind of start to ask things from different angles – to, I don't know, but trip people up, but kind of, I guess, but to get them to think about it a little differently and maybe give you an answer they wouldn't normally give. And I actually thought the approach to this question was okay. Uh, it, I don't think it was worded the best, but then he said, essentially, you know, you know, I, this is the way I let the process play out. I'm going to see what happens at the end, blah, blah, blah. There wasn't much to the answer, but Ryder's carrying, catching a lot of heat for this. Like, basically, like, he's like, Cleveland media is blowing Deshaun and they all love him. Even Busby said something about uh, – of the media being fervent and their support of Deshaun Watson, quarterback, which 
I don't think has been the case whatsoever. Somebody else did ask, how are you emotionally holding up through this? Which I also don't think is that unfair of a question, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think both questions are just fine. Yeah, I don't yeah, anything was that, but yeah, national people were they're blowing Ryder, and I don't remember who the person was, but they're blowing them up for those questions. I didn't think they were that online. If I'm not mistaken, it was a Cleveland.com poll that came out recently. Uh, who would you rather have, Deshaun Watson, or you know, none of this ever happening, stay with Baker Mayfield? And I think that it was like 15, 20,000 people responded, and it was like 70% Mayfield. Wow, it, it it's. I think the city of Cleveland that you still have your, your certain pockets that are like adamant, just there's two grand juries, man, two grand juries show me where the proof is. Show me why put this kid in jail. Then why is he not in jail then? But a lot of people are getting real, real turned off by this. And I, I, I personally hope the Haslam's get run out of town. I, I will just continue to say that fuck them for forever. I hate them. Even if, I mean, even if the Deshaun Watson thing proves like if he somehow they fully prove that all of this is bullshit, still fuck the Haslam's. I mean, look, there's a guy who called in 92 through the fan earlier today, and I hate callers. I think they're the worst. If you're somebody who's listening to this and you call on the radio station, you suck. Thank you, you for suck. the comments, which still suck. But uh, give us a five star review, please. Give us a five star review and then go and call anybody you want. In fact, just call prank Jeff Phelps every day. That'd actually be awesome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, there's a caller who called in and was like, I was super excited about it when it happened, but just the, the barrage every single day, it feels like new things. He goes, I just wish it would go away. He goes, I wish we could just veto the whole trade. He goes, I'd actually just give them away and don't even want the picks back at this point, which I totally understand. Like I, I can't blame anybody who's just like, man, I am so sick of seeing the Cleveland Browns being represented by this guy who's just accusation after accusation after accusation. What He wasn't even – I didn't feel like he was even saying he believed them. It was more like, I just want to fucking see it anymore. Like, I just don't want this connected with the team that I'm excited about watching every single year. You know, I mean, this is just kind of what it is. Like I said, a good, I guess good for him to get out there and actually answering some questions about it. But I don't think we really got much out of the answers that we did get. Yeah, I mean, it's just an ongoing thing. It's it's we're not used to this type of thing. No one is. So, I mean, and it's our new quarterback. So we just hear That's all we're hearing. There's no touchdowns being thrown. No wins, no losses. This is all that we're hearing. So, so uh, Busby, Tony Busby, the attorney for the 24 plaintiffs, possibly 25 and 26, uh, did release a statement after the press conference and said, quote, we resent the video of the Watson press conference. We appreciate the Cleveland market and its fervent support with regard to its new quarterback, Deshaun Watson. But given the volume of credible cases filed, the lead detective sworn testimony, undisputed facts, the heartbreak, pain and havoc Watson has caused, we think it would be appropriate to see Deshaun express some regret or remorse in the way he treated these women, some of which have sued and many others who haven't yet. Attending some sort of counseling would be to be at least some step forward. We have nothing else to stay on the, stay on the subject. He was asked a couple more times. You still not regret anything? He maintained, I do not. I didn't do anything wrong. Um, what's weird about the wording of this, though, is he said attending some sort of counseling would be at least some step forward. It almost sounds like he's saying we want him to go attend counseling, but in the press conference, Deshaun actually said he's been taking advantage of some of the Browns um, resources, including counseling. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. The the part that bothers me is like the fervent support, man. I, I thought the Browns media did a great job in the opening press conference and there wasn't a single football related question today. And there shouldn't have been, that's exactly how it should have been handled. It should have been another firing squad. There's been four, two for sure, possibly four more lawsuits filed. 
I mean, I, I don't know what more people, I know there's some people who just hate reporters no matter what, but I don't know what people really want from them. You know what I mean? This is, they've asked that at every single angle they can. And this is why I'm saying, I think for, at least for Deshaun Watson, you know, for himself, if I was like, if I was advising him, I would say you should be out there every single week answering questions. And I know that sounds crazy, but the more you're out there, the, the more the ratio is going to swing towards football questions away from this because the news, you know what I mean? Every time there's new news, they're going to ask you about that. But if there is no new news, you're going to start getting football questions and you got to make it look like you're going to make it look like you're okay with both of them. You know what I mean? I mean, if I was going to give him any actual advice, it'd be, you know, don't drop this bullshit, go to counseling, say that I, I, you know, I would, this was a, a kink of mine. I, I didn't mean to actually hurt anybody. I was completely under the impression all this was consensual. Um, if I did hurt anybody, I'm sorry. I'm willing to go to some some counseling. Like I, I think that that's an eight game suspension right there. But yeah. to to deny it, I mean, like if if you are an absolutely innocent man, which I seriously doubt, then I mean, doing what he's doing, it is what I'd expect out of an innocent person that's not just trying to you know put this behind him. So. It's hard to to really know what to do, but like I think we all are absolutely positive he's not innocent completely. At, at best, he's we've said it before. He, he's just uh, a little bit creepy and and diabolically horny, diabolically. and um, you know, worst case scenario, he's a monster. So, all right, so let's just go past that part of it because like otherwise we're just like rehash the same shit over and over again, yeah. uh, which gives me a headache. Let's just say, I mean, I mean, Florio keeps really pushing that he might hit the commissioner's exempt list. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, despite the fact that Roger Goodell said there's no way it's going to happen. But that was before two, possibly four more lawsuits. The the uh, let me pull up the tweet here. Um, who is the guy who uh, damn it, this is going to piss me off now because I had it up earlier. I shall pull up on Instagram.com. This is how prepared I am for the show. Slash uh, Cleveland. Our stool. How do we spell our name? Okay, so there was a report this morning from. Uh, bu- 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 Jonathan Jones from CBS. Um, and like, I'm gonna have to fucking find this now. God damn it. <laughs> Jones. Whatever. Basically, it was that the I want to read the exact tweets, but. Either way, he said that talks are still ongoing between the Browns and Carolina. Uh, and now it's starting to the, – the pressure – Carolina wants to get Baker Mayfield in sometime during many camps if they're going to make this move. So the pressure is starting to build, and it's sounding almost like the Browns have a little bit of leverage in the situation. And now the question is coming up with, like, what if they just – what if the Browns brought back Darnold in a trade? And, look, I hate Sam Darnold. I think he is god-awful, Right. But realistically, you got to think about the fact that, man, if, if Watson hits the exemplist and there is no timetable on the center, because Watson hits the exemplist, let's say it takes him another six months to settle these things. That's what, halfway through the football season, almost to the end of the season. Then they hit him with a 12-game suspension. Now you're talking in a 2023. I mean, are you super confident in, in Jacoby Brissett leading a team that legitimately has probably the top five roster in the NFL? Would you want Donald back, or are you just so you're like, fuck it, I'm rolling with Jacoby Brissett and Dobbs as the backup? I think Jacoby Brissett is the premier backup in this league. I think he's number one. I I, I really do. I and I would absolutely I think Baker roll Mayfield's with... the number one backup in this league. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think Baker Mayfield's the starting quarterback. So um I, I will exclude him, but 
I think for the last couple of years, it's been Jacoby Brissett. I think that he is your best option to win unless you go get Jimmy Garoppolo, which would be insane if somehow they they add him on top of everything else. Um, but I, I, I over Sam Darnold any day. Um, he was a fun fantasy option for like five weeks last year. Other than that, the kid, he's he's no Baker Mayfield. He's not even close to a Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. So I I don't care to bring him here. I, I don't know why you would. I like the all-black quarterback room. Let's keep that. Progressive. Yeah. I, you know, and Dobbs actually isn't a terrible other option. I mean, like, you don't want Dobbs starting the whole year. Otherwise, you're just might as well sick guys with hamstring injuries every other week. Yeah, you're in trouble, man. But, you know, if you're if the Browns are in a situation where Jacoby Brissett has to carry the team for eight games – you're, you know, you're hoping for 500 in those. I think Brissett could probably give that to you in, through that stretch eight games if everything goes right. What I don't get is everybody's like, you got to trade Baker Mayfield. You got to trade him. Get this done now. I actually, if I'm the Browns, I'm holding off past minicamp no matter what. Like, I know that right now the leverage is and they want to get him in and whatever. And some of that leverage goes away. But I think what you don't want to do is if, you, if you're thinking, all right, it might be eight games without Deshaun Watson. We need to try to go four and four in those eight games with Jacoby Brissett. Why would I then give the Carolina Panthers, who I face in week one, Baker Mayfield, before minicamp or during minicamp so he can learn the offense and make it even harder for me to get to 500 through those eight games? I just think strategically for what little leverage you would lose, I think strategically it makes way more sense. In this position, you're not getting that much back anyway. So I'd rather play for the one win in week one than for a little bit more trade capital or spending a little bit less money. I think that's, I, I think people were missing the point that I think that's the bigger holdup in this issue. It's way more than money. It's that they don't want to just hand them over there and let them learn the whole offense Have Baker Mayfield gunning for their throats in week one against probably Jacoby Brissett. If it didn't end the way that it did with uh, Baker talking shit on the organization, which, you know, I think he had to a degree a right to do. Yeah. Um, he burned some bridges. We burned some bridges. I'd like to say, you know, you be a, a classy organization. The guy did for all of his faults, put it all out there for you. There was never any lack of effort. He played really, really hurt. If it wasn't for him kind of being a dick at the end, I'd be like, okay, let's do right by Baker Mayfield, get him somewhere where he can succeed and have a second shot. But, you know, he did it. So especially if, if, if the number one trade target is week one, fuck it, fuck him. And I don't think you look, I know that sounds great that do right by him and all that stuff. And yeah, I mean, that would be, like you said, if they didn't burn those bridges, but at the end of the day, the best organizations treat these guys as pieces of property and assets. That sucks, but that's the fucking job, man. That's why you get paid so well. That's how you can be traded in the job of a dime. And that's why as a player, when you have the opportunity, you should hammer the organization for money. You should bet on yourself. Now, Baker Mayfield, if he supposedly was offered that extension they talked about, he bet on himself and lost it, right? He crapped out on the situation. Things have definitely gone awry for him. But, like, you know, that's why you need to hammer the organization when you can because in this situation, they're going to treat you like a – you're just a, you're an object, right? I mean, does that suck? Yeah, I guess. But that's what you get paid all the money for. Yeah. No arguments there. Um, I want to talk about the Rum Runners event. There's so many different <laughs> angles to this I want to talk about. First of all, clock. We had a blast, right? It was fun. Yes, it was a great time. I'm glad we got turned with Brian, though. Yeah, yeah baby. Brian, for the first time, got for an event, had a blast. Had the lovely Sarah out with him. Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah, we had a whole bunch of fun. We, I mean, we called it a night relatively early. 
Um, we uh, we did come looking for you at uh, at at farmer the farm or whatever it's called uh, after we went to uh, loggerheads or beerheads or whatever, and then we're just like, nah, we're getting tired, so we we had to, we had to hit up good night, John boy. Uh, we did that real quick. Watched the uh, the guardies walk it off, and uh, hell of a way to cap off the night. Yeah, I think by that time we were over at Truman's. I don't know, man. We were all over the place, but we ended up at Map Room after a while. But great times. Thank you to everybody who came out. It was a really fun event. It did not go as planned. I think was would be the best <laughs> way to say it. Um, there was tons of te- technical difficulties. Brian verbally assaulted people who were just trying to eat their quesadillas on a patio. <laughs> it was, he just screamed into a microphone, telling them to go fuck themselves because they weren't listening to us. <laughs> but we did, I don't know. We did slushy race that didn't work. We did some blind taste tests of of high noons where I got a zero out of five. I'm a great spokesperson there. <laughs> Rock, what'd you do? You did two out, or was that a four? You did. Got I think two. I got one. You got one. No, you got two because I snuck a shot in on you. And you got. Oh that. yeah, you got the whiskey on me, yeah. which is in high noon. So one high noon. Uh, I got zero, but multiple people got four out of four, which is quite impressive, actually. Yeah. Um, but it was a great time. I like. I get it. Newer place, technical difficulties, whatever. It was still a lot of fun. We have to debate how to talk about the next part of this because the next morning we woke up and uh, Nick, who was also up there, shout out to Nick. He had uh, his girl, Lindsay, up there. It was awesome hanging out with them too. There was a DM to the Barstool Cleveland account. And I don't, here's the thing. This person has reached out to me and asked me not, obviously not to name them and also not to talk about this. So I don't know how specific I want to get to this, but someone mistook the Barstool Cleveland account for a female because we had reposted a female and sent some greasy messages back. (laughs) 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 I I can't can't believe he even said that. (laughs) Uh, Well, he told me the things he's because he apparently also messaged her. And he took oh, wow. her, and they were only they were just as bad, but just less vulgar, I guess. So something about cuffing your old ass, called her old in the other messages. <laughs> which is not the way to go about you. <laughs> so no I, I I just I guess I only bring that up because A, I think it's funny. I told him I wouldn't talk about it, so sorry, I did. Um, but B, be careful when you're getting all greased up out there and you start sending DMs, make sure you're sending to the right account because. He's lucky that, like, I love that. That's, like, my boy. Like, I love and respect that guy because anybody else, that shit was getting put on blast. I mean, it oh, was yeah. wrong. That's the wrong account to be sending that type of shit to. Amazing and hilarious. Oh, and, and also, uh, you know, just maybe rethink your strategy when it comes to sliding into some DMs. You know, double check who you're sending it to, first of all, yes. But then the actual content of what you said, what you said has never worked for anybody ever. Not one fucking time has that been, has that led to clap, you know, cheeks getting clapped? Has that led to even like a positive message back? That's never worked for anybody in the history zero. of hooking up. Not one person. So you could be LeBron James. You could be LeBron fucking James sending that to some fucking podunk whore who is just open for business. You could say those things are, and she is still going to be like, no, gross. Get out of here. <laughs> he opened with mwah, like a kiss, which killed me. <laughs> killed me. <laughs> and then I won't say the middle one, which was the really greasy part of it. Well, I mean, we're keeping this person anonymous. Why? All right, fine. Let me eat you out. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> then afterwards, shh. <laughs> 
Just virtually yeah. putting one finger to her lips and going, shh. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my God. It was too goddamn funny. The best part is he's in a group text with my all my friends. And it's just, I mean, he's getting peppered with the with just like the kissy face and it goes all over the screen. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Let me eat you out. I mean, that is sales wise. They say you're not supposed to ask for things. You got to tell people things. So I guess that he did correctly, but yeah. nobody, nobody's ever going to go for that, man. I mean, I think he knows that pretty well. Yeah, he knows. He just, uh, you know. You might have a better shot with an unsolicited dick pic. A picture of of the hog might do better than just let me eat you out. Those are pretty on par, I feel like. Just a completely unsolicited dick pic and a mwah, let me eat you out. She's like, (laughs) it is a mean one, two, three combo, though. Like, it's like you wouldn't even, you don't know what to expect next. The mwah feels like at at 2.45 a.m. Yeah. What time was it? It Yeah. It was like 351, if I remember correctly. Was it 350? It was late. It was late or early. He's maybe he was just getting up for work the next day. Who knows? Yeah, maybe he was sober completely. <laughs> like that happens. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, shout out to Roman. We did have fun up there. Um, we had a banger. I keep saying quesadilla, but Jenna and I had a banger quesadilla up there. It was really fucking good, actually. I'm not a big quesadilla guy, but it was really delicious. And uh, Sarah Jenna, liked the coconut shrimp. Uh, you had, were they good? Sarah liked it. I, I I hate seafood. I, I had to wait to eat at uh, at Beerheads with them gluten free chicken bites. There you go. Those are banging. Um, oh yeah, John from High Noon. Shout out to him. He was awesome. That sexy bastard. Handsome John. God, that hair is that flow is crazy. I know, man. Yeah, I know. And then uh, Michaela. If he sent that message about let me eat you out, he's still not even getting it. It would <laughs> work better, but she'd be like, "Can you not, next time? Don't do that." Yeah, he <laughs> might get it. Like, hey. Here's your, here's your shot at redemption. Talk nice. Yeah. Uh, Michaela from uh, Pink Whitney, thank you for dropping off all the merch and all that stuff. And everybody over at, at um, Brummer's was awesome. We appreciate you. Um, I want to get into some NBA final stuff in a little bit, but did you see the story, Brian? I know you're going to like this one um, of, of Joe Madden in, when he got fired from the Angels last week. I saw a, a, like a, a headline about it, but I didn't get into it. So when did he get fired? Saturday? Friday or Saturday, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. right? Some, whenever it was. It was the weekend. Yeah, and he – so they had – the Angels had lost 12 straight games. It's amazing to me that they can have Trout and Otani and they could just be bad all the time still. I just – I get you have to build a whole baseball team. Those two players are so fucking good. I think they'd be able to carry you to at least the fringe of the playoffs. Who's the first baseman, too? Uh, Anthony Rendon? Don't they have yeah. Anthony Rendon, too? So they lose 12 straight games. Madden, who is – I don't, I don't know if I'd call him a crotchety old man, but definitely an old, more of an old school baseball guy. He's going to find a way, right? So, like, you know, there's got to be a way to break the losing streak. They try to loosen up the clubhouse somehow. Madden decides he's going to get a mohawk. <laughs> shave a mohawk in his head, loosen the guys up. We're going to break this fucking losing streak. Team never saw it because he got fired before he could go talk to the team. So they fired Joe Madden, and he was sitting in that meeting with a mohawk. And they had fired him, and the team never got to fucking see it, which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And then I was listening to the Yak, and they like uh, next week is um, Barstool Idol, and one of the limit the last elimination day, they're bringing in a face painter, so everyone has face paint on. So if you lose like this chance at your dream job, 
you have to be eliminated on camera and face paint, which to me is probably the only thing on par with getting fired as a manager with a mohawk, which is I don't know, it's just absolutely hilarious story. <laughs> it's like that they, they should have gotten the uh, the golden G string from Jason Giambi. Oh man, you got you got to break them slumps somehow. So I mean, like, good for him for trying that old school bullshit of of doing something stupid to try and break things up and at least try and take guys' minds off of it. He was the mind behind the. Uh, 2016 Cubs, even though he got circles managed around him by Tito Francona. Uh, he was at the time considered to be like the top baseball mind, him and him and Terry going into that, that matchup. So real fall from grace and, and just the angels, they spent money in real dumb ways. They, they, they are the opposites of the Dolans. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they got a big fucking, I was just before we started reading an article about what the fuck you do with Shohei Otani. Um, when you're paying Mike Trout and he's about, you know, coming up on 30, you're paying him 30 plus million dollars uh, over the next 10 years. You're paying Rendon 30 plus million dollars over the next like four or five years. And then Otani's probably going to ask for the biggest contract in the history of baseball. And he's 29. Yep. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it is tough. I mean, I don't, I don't, I understand why they fired Madden. And honestly, his best years, in my opinion, were when he was with Tampa Bay. Like yeah, making yeah, runs with teams remember, that were yeah. overachieving a, a lot, which was before they really re- refigured how Tampa Bay worked, and now they spend a little bit more money down there. They're always kind of the surprise team under him. Um, I think those were probably his best years managing. But yeah, I don't know what they're going to do out there. It's just amazing to me that the Angels can't be like you feel like that is a market where you should be able to spend. It's not like the most fervent baseball market i live down there but there's a lot of fans man it's not like their games are empty people are at angels games there's a lot of angels fans down there so it's just weird to me that they can't build a team like like i don't know what the issue is out there whether it's just terrible management or it comes out from the ownership whatever it is they're getting stars there but they can't put together teams that can do a fucking anything they haven't been good in years have they i'm sure the last time they were a while like since the anaheim days yeah, let's see. Angels record by a year. Not year. since uh, Danny Glover was the manager and Mel Clark was pitching. Jeez. So they won. <laughs> Dude, they, haven't, they haven't been over 500 since 2015. It's when they were in Anaheim. They lost 2014 them. was the last time they hit the playoffs. Yep. They had 98 wins that year. And even if you go before then, it was 2009 the last time they had 90 wins. They had 97 that year. Um. And they finished in first, and they lost in the ALCS. Even in that year, in, in 2014, they, they got swept in the ALDS. They went, they got swept 3-0. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's eight years, shit. They just can't find good pitching. Even Otani. Like, Otani's a good pitcher. Otani's not a great pitcher. No. And, quite frankly, you're going to run him into the ground, make him do both all the time. Like, realistically, you want to – he shouldn't even be a – pitch every time through the rotation guy probably you know what i mean like you'd have to be more creative with that i feel like what about like a, a guy like that being a relief pitcher that's badass bring him in from right field yeah i mean yeah. I, I i'd like to see something like that i've never seen anything close to that before he throws gas he threw 101 the other night yeah wow. I mean, he's 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 not a bad pitcher by any stretch of the imagination he's just not like a a I mean, he's a solid number two in the rotation, which is crazy impressive when you can hit fucking 430 foot bombs yeah. <laughs> without taking a step. He, he does not step in his swing, which blows my mind. 
Two best hitting pitchers of all time, him and Bartolo Colon, in my opinion. Facts. Unless you want to count Babe Ruth. No, Bartolo Colon's still better. Great. (laughs) I love Bartolo. Let's stop right there, and then I'm going to give you an invite back. We'll finish up. Okay. Yeah. And so what's worse, that I'm so cheap I won't buy the actual Zoom. I just keep using the free one. We have to keep it on the stop after 40 minutes. Or – that I have to leave early tonight because I'm going to see Elton Ron in 35 minutes. Um, what is Elton Ron? What would you guess Elton Ron is? Elton Ron sounds like, uh, a, I mean, an Elton John impersonator almost. Or cover band, I guess, yeah. There's like a men are rocks, like an amphitheater, like thousands uh-huh. of suburbanites go watch cover bands and like, Jenna's dad loves this shit. So he sent Jenna up 40 minutes early to go get good seats, uh, which, you know, I don't know what the, it's, it's fucking Elton Ron. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'm just hoping he's dressed up full blown Elton John guard. Like yeah. you gotta, you're doing it. You got to be all old gay, man. It is pride month. Go fucking all out. Fuck right? Yeah. Elton John is great. Elton I would John love to see Elton John great. concert. I don't know how I'm, I feel like that I'm going to see Elton Ron in a little bit, but where is it at? The amphitheater in Menor by the high school. There's oh, some, shit. There's a yeah. big-ass amphitheater over there. They do. So last year I saw on July 4th, I don't know the country artist's name because I don't know country that well, but he was big. Like, he played a couple songs that I know. So that's how big he was. I mean, he was like an actual country artist, and he played July 4th there. That was super fun. They had like 25,000 people or something there. Um, fireworks at the end, all that shit was cool. And then we saw a Journey cover band, like the big – there's like a big journey cover band that like travels the nation and I can't remember the name of it. Something stupid, some super corny. Right. Um, we saw them and that was pretty good. Whatever. It was just journey. So Elton I'd be Ron. down to see Elton Ron. Like if, if I go to like a, a piano bar, uh, howl at the moon or big bang or whatever. And somebody starts belting out Benny and the jets or tiny dancer. Like, let's go. I'm, I'm belting that out with them. Tiny dancer from, Oh God! What's the movie where they're in the bus? Almost famous. Almost famous. One of the best scenes of all time in cinematic. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. Did you know that? Have you ever seen Almost Famous? Clock. I have not. Oh, that's uh, a great movie, dude. That is that is your homework assignment. You need to watch Almost Famous. Great fucking movie. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. really fucking movie? good. No, it's about it's about it's a, a fictional band. Yeah, fictional oh, band yeah, in the seventies yeah. was like blowing up, and a kid who wants to write for Rolling Stone and like falls ass backwards into like touring with them. He's like a high school kid and it's fucking awesome. But a lot of it's in Cleveland, not a lot of it, but a big portion of it's in Cleveland, the old Swingo's hotel. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's super cool. Really yeah. Awesome. They talk up Cleveland. They're like, Oh, you got to go to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, Aaron Rodgers is dating a witch or maybe not. I don't know. He's dating someone named blue B L U like Blu-ray, but blue, not earth blue. Hold on. What'd you say? Her name's blue of blue. earth or from earth. Yeah, whatever. She said, that's not her name. Um, it's just blue. So don't fuck it up. Um, she also supposedly identifies as a witch. The Green Bay Packers quarterback 30 is, is allegedly seeing a woman called Blue. Um, let's see. Uh, she was recently forced to deny claims she identifies as a witch by the name Blue of Earth. Um, supposedly this is the, the craziest part to me. Where is the shit at? What she actually does, what they say she does for a living. She founded a school. There you go. She founded a company called fluorescence, which is quote, 
a modern mystery school for women to reclaim the magical, radically authentic, wise, wild, unapologetic you, unquote. That sounds like the type of place where they're wiping period blood on each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sounds like. I don't know what any of that means, but I don't want Jen anywhere near that. No. That's creepy stuff. But he's got an odd taste in women, I feel. I feel like, I mean, he's an odd dude, obviously. Dude, imagine being a fucking Packers fan. So his his history with women is ridiculous. Like, it starts off Olivia Munn, super hot celebrity. Super cool, but- super hot, yeah gets him to stop talking to his family for years, which somehow does not come out until his brother is on the fucking bachelor. And is like, I'm Aaron Rodgers' brother. Like, oh, really? That's awesome. Nah, we haven't talked to him in years. This <laughs> is just fucking <laughs> bombshell of like, I hardly even know the guy anymore. Uh, and then it comes out his, his woman had uh, somehow trampled him to the point of like not speaking to his family. So then, you know how good the pussy has to be for you to abandon your family. Just looking at what Aaron Rodgers does, it probably has to just be medium. Like they just, <laughs> they just tell him what to do, and you'd think he'd be an alpha male type, but he just kind of follows whatever. There was that Shailene Woodley, who uh, I remember like seeing her in like a, a late night interview with maybe Letterman or something, where she's talking about how she eats clay, and like it's just a bizarre person. And I'd imagine she put some ideas in his head about drinking the. Uh, the, the sheep dewormer and all of his uh, his COVID thoughts. And so, another like, again, a woman is influencing him with another super weird thing. So he breaks up with her. And as a Packer fan, you're like, OK, you know, maybe we'll get Aaron Rodgers back. And then motherfucker comes out. I don't care what they say. He's dating a witch named Blue who has to make it clear that she's from Earth for some reason. Yeah, because that's, you know. That usually does need to be cleared up when your romance gets put out on Instagram. What are the other options, bitch? Yeah, I just got, I got shit for saying my girl underneath a post of me and Jenna 10 years ago, me kissing her on the cheek at like a charity event. People gave me shit for that. I can only imagine my friends were like, which? (laughs) Has to clarify she's from Earth? What an odd. By a color. What an odd fucking guy. No wonder Devontae Adams got the fuck out of there. He just needs to go host Jeopardy and fuck off. Did you he see they were they were like together the other day? They took a selfie. Did they? I didn't see that. Yeah, playing golf. I'm guessing a mini golf course and not a regular golf course. <laughs> like mini golf people. Uh, but right. like, I mean, okay. Devonte has said some shit. Devonte is has you know talked about how Derek Carr and Aaron yeah. Rodgers are pretty much the same, and it's like, I don't know about all that. It seems like something is bothering him. So I guess. It has to be good to see those two together, but just th- this dude is, he's very, very good at football, he, but he's got some some weird off-the-field tastes, and, and we can't win the big game. No, we can't. So I, I feel like this is actually a pretty, re- you can make this a very relatable situation for, like, Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers. Like, what if your neighbor was super nice, kept his yard super-duper dope, like, really good landscaping? but was just trapped you in the weirdest fucking conversations every time you passed him by your property line. Like he started talking to you about the warmer and fucking and witches and fucking eating clay and abandoning your family and like, you know, hair gel and like whatever the fuck else this guy's into. Like I could see how Devontae Adams is like, Oh no, no, no. I like Derek Carr a lot. This guy just has Lego man hair and he just fucking leaves me alone. I don't have to deal with 
of deal with the weird fucking conversations every time he comes into the facility. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Good neighbor, weird guy. Like, you don't hate him, but you hate that you have to fucking talk to him every once in a while. Good, great quarterback. Weird yeah, fucking guy. That's a good, that's a good comparison. I, mean, I guess, I mean, problems. maybe his lawn is so nice that he made your your house worth a whole bunch more money because that's what he did for, for Devontae. That's right. true. Right, right. I think Devontae's going to fucking eat with Carr, though. I mean, I really yeah. do. We'll They're going to be there. Josh McDaniels. Um, what's weirder him dating a woman named blue of earth who has to tell everyone that she's from earth and is probably a witch or the woman who is dating an invisible alien and says he's better in bed than any earth man. <laughs> you, uh, a woman named Emmanuel Rose, formerly Ibby or Abby Rose, Abby Bell, excuse me. She lives in London, England. So she's in love with an invisible alien she met the alien the way most people do after posting on Instagram about how she'd rather date someone from a different planet than go on a Tinder date. She claimed she was later abducted from her apartment by a UFO that covered her in a beam of yellow light. She claimed she was then brought on board the craft and was introduced to her invisible lover, Emmanuel, which that's what? that's a true thing. That's a true thing. Emmanuel sounds like a lover you'd meet in like the, the Caribbean, like a, like a 49 year old woman who's recently divorced. And she meets the young pool boy, Emmanuel. That feels like more that speed for that name. Gets a groove um, back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She also has gigantic fake lips and carries around inflatable aliens uh, to represent her invisible alien lover. So which one of those two stories is weirder? Imagine being Emmanuel and like this bitch is just carrying around inflatable versions of me. Like this is weird. I don't like that. Also, Emmanuel sounds like Kazoo from the Flintstones. Remember that green alien? Yeah. They brought in later that nobody else could see. Pretty sure it's just Kazoo just eats pussy real well. <laughs> pussy. Shh. <laughs> 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 your apartment like mwah. <laughs> <laughs> What's weirder? <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers dating witches. Well, which one's weirder? Probably the probably the the alien one honestly if that's legitimately true like legit like she's doing this every day like loves this invisible alien like that's weirder Aaron Rodgers Rodgers is just into weird shit how do you how do you get love made to you by an invisible alien you're just laying there and coming apparently very well I mean at least I know that this and Emmanuel is making her her come. Uh, we don't know how how good Blue is in in bed. She could just put a spell on Aaron Rodgers. That's true. She mm. said, um, but, 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 her physical intimacy with the alien is better than with any quote Earth man, as the aliens are quote loving light and pure like energy. So we can't even go all the way that he can go because it would kill me. End quote. Boom. That's intense. I hope Emmanuel makes her come to death. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think he's bragging on his planet that he's blowing some some uh, fake lip old broads back out on Earth? Or is that like is that like like hooking up with a girl in Parma? You just gotta keep that one on the low and just try to hope nobody Emmanuel's pure love and light. He doesn't even need to brag. He's, he's, he's above that. He's bragging. Um finals. Uh, you know, last two games, like everybody's trying to tell me how good the game was last night. It was good for like five minutes. The rest of it fucking sucked. First half was doo-doo. 
the Celtics made a nice little run, made it close, and then Warriors took off the rest of the way. Draymond Green was great. Uh, a lot of it probably had to do with the fact that his mom shit on him. Uh, and everybody kept asking her what was up with Draymond. And she said, I don't know what's going on with Draymond. Maybe this is a clone laughing my balls off. LMB it. Right? Isn't that what you put? LMB it laughing my balls off. Boobs, maybe. Yeah. Laughing my boobs off. Well, maybe she maybe it was boobs. I just always assume that's balls, I guess. And then <laughs> to the point where Draymond had to respond to his own mother on his podcast. And say, uh, no, she was just joking. She said she was joking. She pointed to the laugh in my boobs or balls. I don't know. Off. It's, it's Pride Week, Pride Month. I don't judge. Butt off. Laughing my butt off. Oh, maybe that's what it is. That's maybe it. Where, all right, whatever. Either way. Uh, but then Draymond came out like a fucking guy possessed last night. He looked like old school Draymond. Making big passes, leading fast breaks. I know, you, Brian, you even said his stat line wasn't like the most impressive. He had eight points. But he was, dude, I mean, Clyde, you're watching the game. He was... He, he was, was making play factor in the first half, and then later on, Poole Wiggins really took the game over. Wiggins was good in the first half, but that first half that was Draymond's game. That felt a lot like Game Seven against the Cavs when he was the only guy who showed up for the Warriors. Yeah, he was making some clutch passes. Like some of his bounce passes that he made were so good, and then just like leading the break, being a leader. His defense has been pretty good too, obviously. Um, going over that, into their like, as they're trying to go to timeout, and Tatum wouldn't give him the ball, and he like went into their bench, like, yeah, it was like, it was like vintage Draymond. Like, I hate to give him credit for all that type of shit, but it was everything you hate about the guy. Man, did he fucking do it well last? He should have got teed up for that. One hundred percent, he should got teed up for that. That was insane. Yeah, they they put a video up because they were live streaming last night, and he put the clip up when that was going on, and he was just like. Like as it was progressing, and he was like going to the bench with them. He's like, "A T, is that that's not a fucking tech?" And like he kept going, Are you, "Fuck!" Like he was going, he was so pissed about that. But yeah, only he can do that and not get teed up. Yeah, it is crazy how he gets away with some of that shit. And I do because it does it so often. It's because in in look when you set a certain baseline for your actions in anything in life, right? Like think about do you you guys have brothers and sisters, right? Yeah. All right, so you think about how different your baseline with your parents than your brother and sisters probably is, right? They can either get away with so much more or so much less based upon what their their level of intelligence that they show on a, on a, on a you know on a usual basis, or like how much they get in trouble, or you know how nice they are, or whatever. Like, there's a different baseline for everybody, and that dude is just throwing it so far out of whack. I don't even think referees know how to handle them anymore. No. Not at all. He's just out of line too much to where you can't tee him up for every single thing or he'll be out the game. The uh, Steph Curry's carrying this team like LeBron did back in, uh, you know, what, 2017, 2018, whatever that was. No chance. Yeah, that tough night for that crowd as Steph went 7 for 22, 0 for 9 from 3. He was fucking terrible. I mean, like, he was a plus 15. I will say this. He did, he did have some pretty good defensive moments last night. But offensively, he was lost, and he kept trying to force the issue in the second half. And it's crazy that they still won by 10 with how poorly Steph Curry played. But that just tells you how bad Jason Tatum was in the second half and how bad the Celtics were overall with all those fucking turnovers. They were – they were I think they had three three-pointers in the first half, so they had nine points from behind the three-point line, and they had nine turnovers in the first half. Nine. Yeah. In a pivotal game five of the NBA Finals. I mean, that was – I don't want to hear any fucking Jason Tatum Kobe comparisons ever again. You yeah. Tatum had like he had like three air balls in the fourth quarter when they were yeah. trying to make a run. Like Kobe would never. We also we never touched on uh his 
text. His text to Kobe. I thought that was weird as shit. And I thought it's even weirder to tell people that you did it. Why are you telling people that you did it? Like, if you're going to text dead Kobe, keep it to yourself. Like, you're only telling people because you want some sort of storyline and some mm-hmm. sort of credit for it. And it just fully cheapens it. It's, it's a super weird thing to do. Yeah, it is. That's something Aaron Rodgers would do. Aaron Rodgers would try to channel dead Kobe through his new witch girlfriend. You keep that to yourself. That's not something that we need to know about in the NBA world. That's not like, oh, hell yeah, this league. That's like, this fucking league, man. It's kind of weird in there. Some sort of text message seance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was he was 10 for 20 from the field, 5 for 9 from the three-point land, um, but four turnovers and, like you said, those air balls down the stretch. And you look at the stats, and he looks like he had a pretty good game, but you watch that second half, they, none of – the Celtics were just bad in the second half. They just were all around really bad. Yeah. The that was in San Francisco, ball. right? Yep. That was in that was in Golden State. Yep. Yeah. They had back to Boston. Is this is this over? That three times. I mean, that is what is it, 83%, I believe, of teams win after if it's tied 2-2 and they win game five. I think, yeah, I think it's gonna be over. I think the Warriors are gonna take it in Boston. They love doing that shit on another team's court. Ryan? I, I I think that they're going to end up taking it. Um, it's so hard to like a, a part of me is like, I don't want that to happen. The other part of me is like, well, fuck everybody. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Jenna was openly rooting for Boston last night. And I just can't bring myself to do it. Like, I don't have fun watching this, but I can't openly root for Boston. I have, I have every single game found myself rooting for the away team to steal the victory at the end, because it's just awesome watching the fans leave all dejected. Mm-hmm. But, like, even then, I'm not, like, once it gets down to, like, 12 or so, I'm just like, yeah, fuck both these teams. I don't care anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Way bigger storyline out of the series than that, though. Fuck both these teams. Is Did you see the wife swap shit going on with uh, Steph Curry's parents? Yeah. This is awesome. I don't remember who wrote the article on Barstool Sports. Just Google it and go there. It's an awesome article. Basically, Del Curry and Steph Curry's mom, they were together. They split. They now both have new boyfriends and girlfriends they're showing up to the games with. And apparently that is an ex-couple that also split. This is like some some real wife swap going shit going on with the Currys. Greasy. There was some uh, rumors about Steph and Aisha with an open relationship and them kind of being swingers. Remember that? Yep. Yep. Just Currys of freaks. Remember she was asking for guys to be in her DMs at one point? Yeah, she was like asking to be called like beautiful or something. Yeah, so why doesn't it, why aren't guys DMing me beautiful? Like, right? I don't know. You're married to Steph Curry. What the fuck are you doing? But that kind of makes more sense now, right? I had a buddy from high school. I don't know if he listens to this pot or not, but whatever. I won't say his name. His parents. So like, some we had a friend who worked as a uh, a, a bartender at a swingers club downtown. That's got to be a fun gig. And he was a weirdo, but yeah, I'm sure it was a really fun gig. And uh, I only stepped foot in the place one time. I was there for about 15 minutes. And I was in like the out, the part that looked just like a regular bar. I didn't really see a whole lot of action out there. But man, have I heard stories. And my friends have seen our other friends' parents there. They're just there and like deer in headlights when they like locked eyes in there. You know what I mean? They're wearing all leather and weird shit. <laughs> I don't crazy. think they dress normally. They're hanging out in there. But he definitely, you know, they're probably, probably letting other guys blow his wife's back out or whatever the hell happens. <laughs> Uh, I have some friends who got like ball gagged and put into cages. Um, they all just one of those like single guys just got in because their buddy was a bartender and were just like boy toys for these like 60 year old women with fake breasts 
look like catchers. <laughs> oh Why would you want to get ball gags and throw it into a cage? I'd have been like, no, I'm just going to go. I don't like this. <laughs> Who knows, man? They love that shit, though. They would go there all the fucking time. They would go all the time. I, I've, I have no people who would still go and beat on the door until they open it. Like, no, you're not allowed in here. Get out of here. Because it's like a club. <laughs> you got to pay dues? Home. Yeah, you're supposed to be like a member, I think. And then you're supposed to be a couple. They don't want just like random East Lake dudes just creeping on in and trying to fuck everybody's aunt that's like hanging out in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you, it, I'd imagine if it was just open to the public, it'd just be a whole bunch of dudes. Let me see if it's still open. So it used to be called O2. Let's see. O2 Sex Club Cleveland. I think it's called like Eros or something now. Uh, the second story when I Google it is Hudson Mayor suggests ice fishing could lead to prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That was hilarious. Um, let's see. Eros Sex Club Cleveland. I also installed the phone lines in a different one. Um, oh, here we go. After 30 years... Castro's gay bathhouse Eros is moving to that's not it. All right, let's just do Sex Club Cleveland. Sorry, Jenna, if you ever go through my laptop, I wasn't actually trying to go to these places. Um, swingers Clubs, Cleveland. I don't really see anything listed now. Maybe they're all out of business. You know what? I would imagine the pandemic probably killed a lot of these establishments, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I can't imagine they did very well during that. Although, I mean, if they're keeping everything under wraps it anyways, maybe they, they just like said, oh, fuck it. Here it is. Uh, this is the one I installed the phone lines in e- Club Eros. That's at East 33rd. Oh, yeah. I see. I remember these pictures. Like I actually like installed like their phone line. Like this had to be like 15 years ago. Um, there's Club Escape. And then Pink Flamingo, upscale lifestyle parties and events. Now, this is a bit different. But have you ever, have either of you ever been to the Schwitz? No, but my buddies were just talking about this in a group text the other day. I always thought a Schwitz is you just sat around naked with other dudes in a sauna, but he he was saying there's like Russian hookers in there. I've never heard about Russian hookers. Um, it it is a like a, a... He was at a fireman's Schwitz. They might do it a little differently. I don't know. There's a place <laughs> called the Schwitz. Oh. And it's in a bad neighborhood in Cleveland. And I've never actually gone, but... Cody Cooper has been trying to get me to go for forever and I'm never going to go because I don't like saunas. I don't like being hot. I, I hate it. So I'm never going to do it, but it sounds like, you know, a very homoerotic experience. Yeah, you're hanging out with old naked foreign men, right? Isn't that the whole thing? It's like, imagine the hanging out with naked old foreign men just in the sauna part. And then there's like a cooling pool, which again, just you and naked old dudes. But then you continue to be naked or just in a towel and you go and you eat steak what? and drink alcohol. Yeah, apparently they've got like steaks that everybody raves about how good the steak is. You bring in bottles of your own alcohol and you like pay some dude with a pistol in his waist to watch your cars. It's like that's just that's some mafia shit. It feels very mafia, but like gay mafia. I, I'm comfortable gay with mafia. a locker room <laughs> scenario. Like I, I'm comfortable with with a locker room environment. But I'm not going to go seek it out. Well, that's what I was going to say. If I want to hang out with a naked foreign man, I could do that any day during the middle of the day at the local Planet Fitness. There's plenty of guys blow drying their ball sacks in there. Yeah. It happens all the fucking time. I don't Bring need steak. to go. 
pay and eat a steak with that fucking guy. Yeah, I'm not no. eating steak with my balls out. <laughs> not ideal. I don't get it. He, but like he, him and a couple other Cleveland comic guys just rave about it. It's their favorite place. All right. Let me actually pull this text up here because they were literally just talking about this two or three days ago. I don't want to say the guy's name. He actually doesn't live here anymore. He lives in another state now. Um, let's see. Where is he talking about a Schwitz? Right back here. Uh, put in bay. Oh, here we go. I went to a Schwitz in Cleveland and, and received a quote, old fashioned from a Russian girl. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> what exactly is an old fashioned? That's a hand job. Yeah, that's what she called it. It was a hand job. He said, a Schwitz is a Russian bathhouse. Naked Russian women, vodka, wine, steam rooms, and ice baths. Guys from blank fire department would go every six months. Kind of crazy. It's at like 116th, East 116th in Kinsman. And it's right next to right next to a family dollar. That's the hood. <laughs> 116th in Kinsman, that's like that's the hood. It's like AK 47 shoots up a gas station territory. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I mean, if you want to go eat steak with naked Russian men in the middle of the hood, hey, that's more more power to you. I've never heard shit about Russian women there. I've never heard shit about prostitution there. I've heard it's just strictly dudes. Either way, I think I'm good. I think I'm... Uh, I've never gone and I will not. I also can't imagine, even if there's Russian prostitutes, I can't imagine. I got to think that's probably like an angry old Russian woman who's going to just angrily yank on my crank and I don't need that in my life. I don't want anything. I don't know. If they're there, then they were human traffic there. I doubt that they're, they're just like on a visa trying to make a little extra money for med school. I, I really doubt that. <laughs> for med school. Uh, <laughs> Brian, where are you going to be at this week, next week? Where are you performing, buddy? June 19th, I'm at Hilarities. June 23rd and 24th, the 24th and 25th, whatever the weekend is. Uh, I'll be at Hilarities about 24th, 25th. Uh, I'll be at Hilarities again on the 7th through the 9th. Uh, I was there this past weekend for a little bit as well with Mike Paramore. That was a good time. And uh, I'll be at Shooters gaslighting people about hockey on Wednesday. Hell yeah. Starting at 6 p.m. Come tomorrow. Tomorrow. Clock, you're going to be there. I'll be there. NHL analysis, all that shit. Wayne Gretzky. Woo. McJesus, McDavid is the new. By the way, did you see McDavid getting caught with a side chick out on camera in Canada? Who is McDavid? He's like the best player in hockey. He plays for Edmonton. Um, And he is, he's like a bad motherfucker, dude. They're like, his nickname is like, Robbie was calling him McJesus to me. That's how good he is. Like, he's fucking really good. I remember you telling me about that. So this dude is in Canada. He's been dating some chick since 2016. They got a pretty public relationship. And in America, nobody knows who the fuck hockey players are for the most part, right? Dude's in Canada, leaving a club, holding another chick's hand, and someone catches him on camera and is like, uh, I can't remember his first name, uh, whatever. It says his name, and he turns around, and he sees the camera, and he's like, like, dude, deer in headlights, like, colored. Wow. He's got caught slipping outside the club. Damn. You're in Canada. You're a hockey player. Don't be a fucking idiot. Exactly. That's like that's like clock going to a spitz and not getting recognized. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you at Shooters tomorrow night. We're going to record that one. Fucking hopefully we didn't get to do Rum Runners. but And that'll be out on Thursday. I got a couple of video things coming out as well. And I think the recap video, I think Sam's going to come and shoot tomorrow. And we're going to do like a combined recap type deal from both events. It should be awesome. It's going to be like 90 fucking degrees tomorrow. So Yeah, it's going to be hot. Yep. Um, all right, boys. 
Have a good night. Have a good See week. Take it easy. Have fun at Elton Ron. <laughs> <laughs>